do Sabbath. Trusting God, wherever I may be, upon the land or on the rolling sea, for come what may, from a day. trust in God. Yes, I know he cares for me. On mountain bleak or on the rolling sea. Though billows Just over me. 
to our listening audience at station KKVV. Once again, I'd like to thank you for taking the opportunity to join us <coughs> here at Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located at 1720 North J Street. Our contact number is 702-647-2627. Our website is www.abundantlifelv.org. We are pastored by, I have to get this correct, um, our senior pastor is O'Neill Madden and our associate pastor is Russell Leroy. The message today will be brought to us by our associate pastor, Russell Leroy. Before he comes back, we will have another special music. And once he returns, I'd like to invite you to give your full attention to the message that he's bringing from God so that you will get a blessing. But when I was requested by him, he put the songs in my heart. And he said, this is what I want you to sing. So don't get impatient with me because I'm doing his will.
Thank you. 
just a free reward. A golden harp for me. to you if you don't really know Jesus for saving you. The hymn won't mean much to you. If you haven't had some experiences with Jesus. So you have to take some time to parse analyze the words of that hymn to truly appreciate what the songwriter is trying to convey. Save to sin no more. Ransom from the grave. You, you truly have to understand that you were born in this world to die. But Someone came, a hero, a superhero, and delivered you, gave you the opportunity. So we rejoice. What a testimony! What a testimony. We have been looking at different themes. I shared with you the importance of service. We looked at spiritual gifts, 
stewardship of service, stewardship of spiritual gifts. Uh, we looked at stewardship in terms of being faithful in your finances, uh, with your financial blessings to the church, not just with your tithes, but with your offerings. So today we're looking at stewardship in terms of your body. Have you been a good steward taking care of your health? I mean, your body is not your own. It's on loan to you. So have you been, welcome back, Sister Lucas, a good steward as it relates to your health? I want us to look at the word, and then I'm going to pray. So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians there read so eloquently before, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Acts of Apostles, Romans, Corinthians, just going to read verse 16 for you, but I want to read 15 first, and then I want you to stay there. Verse 15, Paul says, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. And for the next couple of minutes, oh God, keep us focused on your word. And we ask it in your name. Let me see all the Bibles in the house today. Lift up the word. Is that all the word we have? Let me see your phone too. Yeah, 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 Janine. Put the, put the phone up if the word is on it. If you're just texting, don't put it up. Put the word up today. Let the devil see the word in the church today. Yeah. Ooh, look at that, Elder. You see that? Thank you. We can study together today. Keep it interesting. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to look at the word today because you came here not to be entertained, right? Huh? You came here for the word. Amen. <laughs> you came here for the word. I want to thank the video team, all your visual and everybody for making this thing work right. The elders officers of the church, deacons, deacon, everybody. Thank the musicians. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. You know, I was, years ago, we were on our way to California to see my wife's father. And we, I printed out the directions, Kyra. Printed out the directions, made sure. Um, yeah, uh-huh. And and because I refused to purchase a GPS, right? He never had the phone at the time. Somebody gave me the iPhone as a gift, praise God, but after much prayer, amen? So we printed out the information, and <laughs> see, Rosa laughing. And we drove down to California, and California, as you know, is not like Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a little village. Come on. And one little street down there, that's where all the action is. I mean, 
everything else, bunch of houses. So we got down there and uh, met up with dad and had a good time. Then dad had to go back to a meeting down in Burbank. And, and he said, to, go see the town. Go see the town. Looked at my wife and not going to see the town today. There's no computer, nothing to print the directions. And so, but the wife wanted to see some things. Know, since I'm her hero, well, you don't want to say no, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I said, well, on one condition, the first highway we get on, we, the, our primary goal is to find a target, Elder Richardson. We want a target because we need a GPS. <laughs> we need a GPS. Because it's one thing to be lost in Las Vegas, close to home. Quite another to be lost in California. So we went in there and we got this little Tom Tom. Got Tom Tom, you know. Plug him in. Tom Tom. And they got a male voice on there, but I don't really like that deep voice telling me what to do. So <laughs> I put the sister on. The wife said, Why you like the sister? It's all right for the brother. So we have the sister talking, and, 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 and she's saying, turn left. <laughs> yeah, turn left. And she's saying, turn right. And she's preparing us to go on our way down to Universal Studios and everything. And whenever I miss my, my exit, you know, you know, she doesn't get upset or anything. You know what I mean? She doesn't get... She just says, recalculated. <laughs> yeah, I like I like this. You know, and so 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 when we get off course, nobody, we're we not trying to shout on nobody today. We we spending some time on health today. So so when you hear something that you know may may maybe in reference to you. Don't feel bad. It's just recalculating. Yeah. Just think of it as recalculating. New direction. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 So all right. So all right. All right. All right. So my subject today then, because you agree with me, right, Tyra? You agree with me? That's the Stevenson. Say amen. Come on. Hallelujah. That's even better. So now my subject title is, is, is Fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you still like me because you said recalculating. You agreed with that. Recalculating. Fat, sick, and nearly dead. And I got that title from a documentary. From a non-Adventist who was over 200 pounds, almost 300, and he decided that he was going to die. He was on eight different bottles of pills. He was diseased, ready to die, had lots of money, take care of business, but still sick. Health is wealth. So he was about to die, and he decided, church, non-Adventist, don't know anything about no health methods. 
Elder O.D. decided he was going to go on a juice fast and Locke came back down below 200 pounds. Came off the pills, the bottles of the pills that he was on. Blood pressure came down, stabilized. His skin disease got over it. Non-Adventist. Non-Adventist. And so my text today in 1 Corinthians, you're going to help me with this. You're going to help me with this. This is how, 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 because you stayed up all night last night and wouldn't go to bed, some of you. And you, you want to sleep on me now. So, yeah. So, take your Bible. Mm, yeah, yeah. Fat, sick, nearly dead. Take your Bible and go to verse 16. And the Bible says, I'm reading New King James Version. The Bible says, if, as you were, the Bible says, do you not know that you are the what? Mm-hmm. You're the temple of God. You're the temple of God. You're the temple of God. You are, Naomi, a church. And then the Bible goes on to say that the Spirit of God does what? Hmm. So because you're the temple of God, the spirit of God dwells in you. But then, then it goes on to say that if anyone does what? Defiles is a big word, Courtney. <laughs> Defiles. If anyone abuses the temple, then the Bible says, your Bible says it too, the Bible says God will what? The Greek says he will do to you what you're doing to yourself. Exodus 15 verse 26 in passing. Exodus 15 verse 26 uh, gives us a precious promise. Promises, promises, promises. The Bible says, Bible says, Bible says none of these diseases will be upon you. Ah, God says, if you do what I say, these diseases, I will not allow to be upon you. But we find that we have not been so faithful as we could be, as we could be. It's one thing to be in the hospital because you can't help it. It's quite another when you put yourself there. So God says, since you're not working with me, I I'm, I'm going to let you go on. I'm going to let you go on. Fat, sick, and nearly dead. And even though we are our own wrecking crew, Jesus by way of his Holy Spirit, Miko, is still working with us, persuading us, impressing us, saying, come on, join me over here. I want to give you all these good things. Then the Bible says, the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, 
you see that? A God is saying, you're holy. As much as though you don't think that you're holy at times. <laughs> God says, you are holy. So what's up with that? Now, obviously, we have abused the term holy through the years. Historically, we felt that in every context, when the Bible says holy, it means that you are without sin. And you know and I know none of us up in here are without sin. <laughs> but God has a goal and a plan for all of us. Can you say amen? amen. But that, doesn't, that, that still doesn't shake what he wants for us. Leviticus 19 verse 2. Leviticus 19 verse 2. You going to help me? Right. Leviticus 19 verse 2. And it says there, I reached there before you. Amen. Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, you shall be what? For, because, for, I am what? I, the Lord your God, am holy. I am holy because God says I'm holy. <laughs> God has a lot of confidence in us. Ephesians 1 verse 4. That's why you came to church to get the word. So, 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 get the word. Ephesians 1, Galatians, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, verse 4, says, Just as he chose us in him before the what? That we should be what? And without blame before him. All right. Ephesians 5, same chapter, so you can't, you can't be tied up now. <laughs> same chapter right there. Ephesians 5, verse 27. Ephesians 5, verse 27. Even the primary can find it. That he might present her to himself a what? Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be and without. Hmm. Wow. See, see, Dominique, to be holy means in this context that when it refers to us, that we should be set apart, separate in a class by yourself. We are holy because we are his. Nothing in us makes us holy. We are holy because of him. Because we belong to Jesus. And then the Bible says now that you know, now that you know what is expected of you, turn over to 2 Corinthians now, Acts of Apostles, Romans. Oh, you're going to love the word today. If you didn't touch it this week, you're going to touch it today. 
2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. I love the word, you know. When you're off course, recalculating. Recalculating. Go on ahead. Take strength. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us what? Because you have promises, the Bible says, God says, we must what? Say it like you believe it. We must what? From what? I like the amplified version a little more, Sister Cog. You know what it says? You, you want to hear it? It says, it says, it says, therefore, since these great promises are ours, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles body and spirit and bring our consecration to completeness in the reverential fear of God. I like that. Having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves, not just in mind and thoughts, but also in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And the flesh is made up of what we eat. A bunch of us in here today would have a little more positive experience. You would feel a little less sleepy if you would do a little half an hour walk. Six days a week. Half an hour. That's half an hour. Now, make sure you walk in safe places. This week I saw, while walking, a diamondback rattlesnake. And, um, you know, I'd like to say I, I did the hero thing, like, wow, diamondback snake. <laughs> when I saw that thing, I jumped back. The only thing I didn't do was scream like a little girl. <laughs> That's the only thing I didn't do. Half an hour per week. Half an hour, six days a week. The blood would be flowing. You'd feel stronger. More pleasant in your ways. You'll be a little kinder to your neighbor. God says, I'm not going to come down and move your legs for you. You do it yourself. Now, Christians are a sober and temperance-driven bunch of people. Can you say amen? Yeah, yeah. They back off everything destructive to their bodies, and they moderately use that which is healthful. So not because the veggie meat is good for you, don't go off and abuse it. Yeah. And why do you do this? Well, because you want to see God. You don't believe me? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Yeah, man. Word. You came for the word, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Hebrews, James, Peter. Oh, the youth love this. They love the word. Smell that? Mmm. Tasty stuff right here. Hebrews chapter 12. What chapter did I say? Yeah, I don't have much today. Just a little thing and get to the point. And when I get to the point, then we leave. Mm -hmm. But before we leave, I'm going to ask somebody to testify today. Make a commitment to this thing right here. 
Yeah. Hebrews 12, verse 14. It says, what does it say there? Can you believe it? Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So when the Bible says, be ye holy, you know, it wasn't some option thing, you know, Isaiah. God is not giving us options where you may have cornflakes or you may have some pancakes. God is saying, God is saying, be separate. You can't eat like the rest of the world eats. You can't drink like how they drink. Not giving us some options. Without holiness, you can't understand a thing about the word. That's why some of you sleep when you're reading the word. You're bored when you're reading. How are you going to be bored when you're reading? If you're bored when you're reading the word of God, that means something is off. So, okay, Pastor Lewis, what's the connection? Where are you going? Where are you going? I'll tell you where I'm going. I'll tell you. Exodus 22, verse 31. I'll tell you right here. Ooh, yeah. Exodus, <laughs> Exodus 22, you, some of you know where I'm going already, but let me tie it down for the young people today so when I leave they can say, yeah, Pastor Lee was, I understood what you were saying for the most part. So, Exodus 22, verse 31, the Bible says, the Bible says, and you shall be men too. You shall not eat meat torn by beasts in the field. You shall throw it to the... Yes, yes, yes. The first time we see where God connects holiness with your eating. <laughs> that's, why, that's why in Leviticus now, chapter 11, it makes sense. Why God would put a whole chapter there telling us, what we should have and what not to have. And you know, you know what? You got a nice truck out there. It's a what? GMC? Suburban, right? GMC makes it. Chevy? I don't know why. Anyway, it's nice. And 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 they I think GMC makes it. And 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 and, and correct me later. But but play with, you know, work with me, work with me. And, and, and they gave you a manual, right? Yeah. And because you have the manual, and the manual says you should put a certain kind of, of gasoline in there, you work with the manual. You don't put diesel in there. Why not? Because that would be a problem, would it not? So how come when God tells us what to eat and what to drink, we tell God we don't believe in you. We protect our Benzes. Am I not better than a Benz? We protect our BMWs and our trucks. We get them cleaned up and washed down and the rims nice. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us, 
put any kind of junk in our tanks. Any kind of liquid, fiery, some of us, flame-like, <laughs> in our tanks. We argue with him when he says to us, all them stimulants, them coke and, and caffeinated stuff that makes you crazy. And you still have it because it's cheap. The Bible is clear. God is the designer of our bodies. So why are we arguing with him? He says don't eat crabs and shrimp and lobster and them things without the scales. And, and, and we turn around and say, no, God, I don't agree with you. Them crab legs, nice. Brother, crab legs, nice. When you curry down that lobster tail, squeeze that lemon juice on that bad boy. Succulent. God, I don't know why you'd say we shouldn't eat this. It's so good. It's so good. But God says don't eat him. You know, when I used to go crab hunting, yeah, your pastor used to go crab hunting. Yeah, yeah I learned to say hunting, hunting from Eva. Look at Eva. She's down there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, put me on to this documentary where these people, swamp people, they go hunting uh, gators in the bayou. So it reminds me of my days when I used to go hunting crabs. And, and you know the best place to find those bad boys? You know, we'd find them in the filthiest places. <laughs> and you see the shrimp, we used to go to the sewer pipes from the city. Them, them shrimp used to, they were tasty though. They used to hang out. <laughs> the shrimp, they would hang out right at the sewer pipes. So we just go by, we, no, no hearts, no hearts. Get your stuff together and fish those guys out and cook them down. And to appease our minds, we would spice that thing up and you would forget about where it came from. And the manufacturer, the designer says, don't put this in. Leviticus 11 verse 44 drives it home. It drives it home. And I want you to see it. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves. And you shall be holy. For I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing. That creeps on the earth. That's why you don't eat it. You see, if we can't control our appetite, we are in serious trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a connection. If you can't contain your appetite. And you know, God means business about your appetite. He meant it. He meant it. He meant it. In Genesis, first and foremost in creation. Genesis 1, 29. Yeah, man, go there. Don't look at me. Look at the word now. When I say a text, you go to the text. 
Isn't that simple? All right, Genesis 1.29. Yes, I like hearing the pages. You didn't just come here to see me jump up and down. And God said, what did God say? Every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth and whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be for? That's your food right there. Yeah, yeah. That's your food. That's your food. And then Genesis 2, 16 to 17 now. And the Lord commanded a man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall what? Woo! Sister Bray. Can you believe it, Ellis Stanford? The first test that was given to human beings, Sister Washington, was not sex. As much as thou, some of us think we can't live without sex, it wasn't sex. It wasn't. Mm-mm. We got quiet up in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got quiet. God gave us sex. Some of us can abuse it in marriage. But that wasn't the first test. Can you imagine? The first test was not lust. The first test wasn't about money. The first test was about food. Oh, my, my, my. Some of us, when we hear about fasting, our stomachs go on protesting marches and them things. You know, suddenly our stomachs start rebelling, Kim. You know, Problems. We tell people, you know, some of the problems you have in your life, just take a fast. Stop eating food for a little bit. They're like, Pastor, you crazy? <laughs> I can't even go without food for a couple hours. You're telling me go without food for a day? I'm going to die? <laughs> some people say we don't fast. We just eat fast, Pastor Lee was. Yeah. <laughs> we, listen to me. Food is a powerful thing. So powerful. Appetite is so powerful. You know, Esau sold his own birthright. He sold his inheritance. Everything he had coming to him for a pot of beans. There's a connection between our diet and our spirituality, our mind. And you know, while I'm preaching, Elder White, you know while I'm preaching, you know, I, I know I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, I know. But you know, while I'm preaching, I know some of the saints down there are saying, mm, can I have some chicken wings at lunchtime, Pastor? You know, I know what you're saying, but I'll be having some steak at lunch right after this. Gonna put my, my spread before me, and I'm gonna partake of that meat. Praise God, hallelujah. I pray over it, and may the Lord bless it. 
Well, can the Lord really bless it? Hmm? Can the Lord bless? Can the Lord bless your meal when he knows you're going to abuse your stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. If you really want to know how powerful food is, try getting off them fries. Yeah, somebody testified. Mm -hmm. try, try getting off them milkshakes. Yes, yes, plus some people did. Try getting off some of those cakes. Try getting off some of those wings, hot wings and spicy hot wings. How about that butter pecan ice cream? Uh, you know, somehow, somehow it tastes better at, at midnight. I don't know why. God. <laughs> Something happens to the ice cream and the mac and cheese right about 10 p.m. After Sabbath lunch, the extra in the fridge, you, know, you pop it in the microwave and boom. And then we get the counsel, milk and sugar eaten together in large quantities are even more injurious than meat. So, you were kind of high and mighty when we were talking about the meat. Now we get to your ice cream. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The point is, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 is the message. It says, it says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of, are you a faithful steward today of your body? Are we eating and drinking to the glory of God? Are we? Do you know, quick advert, do you know they have chemists, they hire special people to research and study food to find out how they can keep you hooked on sodas and juices. Did you know that? They make sure to know how to season the chicken rice at KFC. That's why the recipe is a secret. The colonel don't want to tell us what's in the recipe. Because if you found out, some of you would leave it right away. They pay them big bucks to keep us addicted to food. why we fat sick and nearly dead. That's why 30% of Americans are fat today. And the 60% is sick and nearly dead. And we Adventists, you know, we're doing all right. Oh, when you look at us, we, we, we could do better. Can you say amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and the men I have learned, us men, we can help God bless the sisters. They don't have this. But God can help us if we as men get off them dairy products. They say that's the root of our prostate problem. 
the ladies are okay with that. They're cool. But that's why women die more than them. I don't want to go before my wife. I got to be honest. Let's go together. Tell your wives, leave the cheese, man. The dairy products. Go easy on the mac and the cheese. <laughs> I'm almost done, actually. I'm almost done. Get ready. Got a few more texts. Then I'm done. What we need is a new start. We want a new start, amen? All right. So we need some nutrition. We need some good old exercise. Nobody's saying to go out there and run like you say most. That's not what we're saying. We're saying half an hour of walking. Walking is actually better than running. Am I right, doctors? So we need that exercise. We need that water, Benji. In the desert, Benji, you drink lots of water. I'm guilty. Then we need the sunshine, and then we need temperance. And temperance means that you abstain from anything that will hurt your body and use that which is good in moderation. And after we, are temp we, we get that temperance in our, in, our, in our system, we need some air, get some fresh air, right? And then my demon gets some rest. That's why more men die than women. Again, the sisters, you live so long. Google this. Top 10 oldest people in the world. More than 70% of them are women. And then you want to trust in God. Because you can be a healthy sinner prepared for the fire. So you got to trust in God. Can you say amen? Final text. Final text. You know what? God is practical. He knows that some of you down there are still going to eat your chicken. Some of you go home and slaughter the cow. Yeah. You're going to go home this week. You're going to have your Big Mac. Now God says, all right, if you're going to eat the meat, if you're going to eat the meat, Here's what I want you to do. Genesis 9 verse 4. I want you to drain the blood from the animal. Kosher style. But we don't like that because the blood is tasty. We vampires. We like it when the blood is in there. I used to crack the bones and <coughs> chicken bones. Chew them up and spit them out. Swallow the bones sometimes. Thank God for the Adventist message. For some of us, it doesn't matter what God says to us to try to save us. We're going to leave here because we don't want to be saved. But no matter what your attitude is or your feeling is on this matter, it does not change God's attitude towards us. God says, be holy, be separate, be set apart. God says, I want to give you the power to say no to ungodliness, power over worldly passions, 
power to live a self-controlled life, power to be upright, and power to live a godly life, not by bread alone, but by every word. That's why Zechariah 14, 20, 21 says, listen, listen, in that day, there will be inscribed on the bells of horses, holy to the Lord, and the cooking pot in the Lord's house would be like bowels before the altar. In other words, if you ride your horse, drive your car, drive it holiness to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. If you plow your fields, if you work on the, you know, working, work to the glory of God. If you're going to cook, prepare the meal for the family. Prepare it to the glory of God. So 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17 is really a bridge. Genesis, I created you. Here's your diet. Follow this plan. Now that you're redeemed in Revelation 22, verse 22, here is your diet. Go ahead. And what are we doing? God is asking us to strive for the mastery. That's it. God is asking us to strive for the mastery. Stand with me today. We're so blessed to have health professionals in abundant life. And you can't serve and use your spiritual gifts to your fullest potential if you're fat, sick, and nearly dead. How are you going to be fat, sick, and nearly dead? Go to the door and say, come. We have the word. But that's the world we live in. But we have been blessed with a special message. Can you say amen? The health reform which is, we're told, the right arm of the three angels' message. So we, are, we, we have been privileged with this message. So the ball is in our court, our court. Got some things to work out for myself. Get that rest thing together. Mm? Drink my water. Get it right. Get on course. Get that 30 minutes per day. Save your retirement money and not give it away. If you want to commit to this today, just raise your hand. You want to commit to a new start. Amen. God sees your hands. Amen. Wonderful commitment. Put your hands down. Before you leave today, I know time is gone. Time is far spent. up in here who can sing, 
right? I want us to sing that song they're playing. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. And if you feel the Holy Spirit moving on your heart, don't worry about the time. Those who will go, will go. This is your moment right now. If you're that person, as they're singing, you come on down. Come on down to Jesus and make that commitment to your best friend. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Here we go. Lord, to be a sanctuary.
serve as our benediction today. The ushers will now lead us at this time. 